baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Make sure you favorite us on the Odyssey app. If you don't have it today, you should go get it. It's free from the Google Play Store or iTunes App Store. Favorite us by searching at The Bet, Las Vegas, and then hit the heart. Heart! In the upper portion of the screen, you can get podcasts of our program, The Playmakers, as well as our hockey-centric podcast, The Nightcap, hosted by Lindsay. Mm-hmm. As we talk hockey here. It's been a while. We've taken a little bit of a break since the flurry trade, really, and free agency opened. It's been like two or th- two and a half weeks already. So Reeves got dealt. Yep. And then that was kind of it. No sick left. The dust has just kind of settled <laughs> yeah. in the NHL. And it has. And knowing that. Because it all happened in a week. It was the expansion draft, the regular draft, and free agency all was, in the same week. It was very quick yes. when a lot of that pushed down. So some of this conversation, you know, kicks up a little bit more than anything else because we are. 30 days away from rookie camp. Naturally. 30 days away. And the preseason begins in 40 days. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that. And rookie camp is important. I mean, it's important every year, but eventually the Golden Knights are going to have to rely upon their pipeline of talent, at least more heavily in their forward group. They've done it defensively. Uh, you have Nick Hag, you have you have White Cloud, Coughlin uh, saw some saw some uh, time as well, but the four group is really where that um, everything's been almost settled in. Well, they went out and bought everybody. It, it, well, they went out. Right. They went out and drafted talent and bought talent. Exactly, exactly. But now we're moving into just kind of a different chapter of this overall story because the ebbs and flows of how you construct your roster have to match the context in which it exists, and now. Uh, we have a, a hockey team that no longer has Mark Andre Fleury, that no longer has Ryan Reeves, but has Nolan Patrick on it, and possibly Peyton Krebs, because uh, there was an article in the Athletic today. I think it was a Scott Wheeler piece who who is great, where he he was ranking that his in his mind the NHL top fifty prospects in the league. The Golden Knights only have one included in his list, but that name is Peyton Krebs. Both of those guys are centers. Our top two centers have been set so far. But in my mind, Krebs and Nolan Patrick are in many ways competing for the same job. Maybe not a roster spot, but a sa- the same job. Because I think both of these guys are going to be on the roster. Um, just in and out. Because we've had so many changes uh, in, in just the faces of this locker room. But... They're not that far apart in terms of what you're asking to do, but in terms of how you get the best out of them, based off of what we've seen so far, which is limited in both capacities uh, with both players, because Krebs had a few games up with us last year before he broke his face, the puck. Right. Nolan Patrick has had migraine issues, concussion issues, missed uh, not this most recent shortened season, but the entire season before last. He didn't even hit double digits in points last year, Paul, and that's a second overall pick within the last five years. And so there's there's almost a rehabilitation that has to take place with Nolan Patrick. And what better place would that happen other than here with the Vegas Golden Knights with under the uh, 
all-seeing eye of Kelly McCrimmon, who also happens to be a Brandon Wheat King, which is, you know, a pipeline that Nolan Patrick is a product sure, of. Sure, but wouldn't Krebs have an inside track on that if they are indeed... Who is also a WHO. If they, if they are indeed playing for that same position well, in terms depends. of just getting some time, because they are they are roughly the same age, you know, have the same skill and whatnot, right. but, you know, inside are the system... Are we getting time or are we developing? Well, Krebs is inside the system. He's had time to develop. Mm, Who's he rooming to, with? Who's he rooming with? It's not about rooming, Paul. It's about where are you playing your minutes? Because Peyton Krebs is a type of player that you don't really bury on the third, fourth line. You certainly don't do that early in most high-level prospects' careers because if you want them to be a superstar who finds a way to find another gear against the best players in the NHL, why would you have them playing minutes with uh, guys that just have different responsibilities? Usually, because we're talking about regular season here, we could save all the playoff talk and no positions matter for, for something later on. But it, when it comes to maximizing the value and the ceiling and the talent that is Peyton Krebs, if it comes down to it, I would rather have him play an unnatural position on the wing higher up in the lineup with the Mark Stones, with the Max Pacioretty's, with the Chandler Stevenson's, with our top six, rather than have him play center, his natural position, in the lower six. But Nolan Patrick, I differ. I think Patrick needs to play his natural position at center. But it's really about, well, Nolan, who are you going to enable the most in this bottom six? Are you going to be able to keep up with Alex Tuck? Because you haven't shown uh, that you're a play driver yet in this league. He's a playmaker. But can you keep up with the talents of Alex Tuck? There's just a lot of different ways that you can slice and dice just one position and how many different contingency plans go into uh, motion once that battle is decided. But uh, to loop back to the where we started the conversation, you have to start implementing some of these younger pieces of talent because how are you going to develop them into what you say they're going to be superstars? They have to play with the big club and they have to play with the with the best players. Yeah, and if they it, sink or swim, you find right, out. That's, can, you found out with Cody Glass. Can Krebs... Crack the top six, though. Yes. Do you force him into the top six, even though he doesn't crack the top six? I don't force him if if I'm a coach in the top six, but if he forces himself, yes. If he makes you put him in there, there's an element of you cannot take me out of the lineup. That's what Marc-Andre Fleury did last year. That's why it was inevitable that he got moved because he did everything he possibly could to separate and differentiate himself and find success. And they still moved on from him because it didn't matter because of the long-term plans. But sometimes that if somebody's playing so well, you have to feed them. You have to. They've given you the reason to. And so if I see that from him and we saw flashes, like he has a motor. He has that same type of um, engagement and just kind of anchoring into the skates as he that he's in like Mark Stone does. And that's I'm not making that comparison like lightly, and I'm not making that comparison to say that he's going to be the next guy. But if you have that mindset and you want to get better, and everybody's they're professional athletes, they're the most competitive human beings, or at least some of the collection of uh, of them in the in the entire world. That's a that is an excellent problem to have, and that would be excellent to have somebody bring that out of Nolan too, because as a second overall pick, sometimes things are a little bit handed to you. I'm not saying that happened with him, but he hasn't had enough consistency either, and so that earning that competition to inspire you to bring a different level to your game, not just to the games that you play against the teams every night, but to practices and morning skates and stuff. 
This is how you get better as a team. No, you're talking about 600 plus players when you make lists like this, and then another thousand at that minor league development level. You're talking about two guys getting plucked out of, you know, the ocean essentially. You know, it's not like they're bobbing in the ocean by themselves. They're surrounded by a giant life raft, and they have plenty of supplies. But as you're talking specifically about Patrick and and Peyton Krebs, again, 1600 players, big pool. These mm-hmm. two guys are being plucked out of it for greatness. Who has the bigger upside? Right. Well, and if we're just talking about those two players, that's one element. But then you have to think about, well, what's better for the the team at large? Because we saw Krebs play some time with Mark Stone. But if we're going to be putting him up in that top six, is he better than Chandler right now? Because do you want to move Max away from Mark Stone or do you want to keep him there? Like who who is I think Mark is the guy you build around on that line. But who's the domino that falls if you're going to move him up? Because that domino falling affects the dominoes that are already there. And so this is how, you know, just uh, finicky I'm sure this is and how, especially with the amount of talent this team has, uh, this is going to be a level of figuring out that they haven't had to really do probably since they started when everybody was brand new. But there's just been so much consistency in in so many big areas of this team that the uh, growing pains period, the settling period, the nesting period of this team uh is all going to be about the battles where this team is the weakest, and that's at the center position. Right, and where Patrick and Krebs come into play is they will be supplanting a veteran, and that's that's going to be that's going to be another challenge for the coaching staff to be able to figure out if that veteran presence can do better on the third line or maybe take a step back to a fourth line. Or maybe just they just get, need to be on a different team entirely right, to get actual mm-hmm. meaningful playing time. Correct. Correct, because you have your your intentions of development, your intentions for what you want your team to do, and then you have what actually transpires and how you respond to that. Like nobody planned for Robin Leonard to get injured last year. Nobody planned for Alex Petrangelo to to get injured as much as he was last year. But things figure themselves out. But sometimes they don't. And it's harder to figure out when you're a locker room that isn't as uh, consistent as it has been in recent years. But it depends on that leadership and by all accounts, we hear that it's very strong in that room. So it should usher these new guys in. Yeah, much different locker room than it'll look like in year five for the Vegas Golden Knights. On the way, LeBron gets a seat. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 